0: Tonight, we're recording the podcast, The Morning Relay, Rotofanatic.com, Daily Breakdown, Fantasy Baseball. Everything you need to know that happened today and possibly will happen tomorrow. We are excited right now because we're in the midst of a possible no-hitter. If you're hearing this now, it's possible that things went great or we sound like fools because it's going to end very soon. And we do have a big, big Minnesota Twins fan on the show with us. Nathan Dawkins in the house. Nathan, are you feeling the intensity?
1: Oh, I am a glass case of emotion right now because, so obviously we're in the midst of a a Maeda potential no-no. He's good through eight. Um, So that's very exciting, you know, for not only for some fantasy squads of mine, but for my Twins fandom. Uh, But I'm also brokenhearted because of what Frankie Montas did to me today, my most heavily invested pitcher, and uh, he just got left out to dry for 900 mm-hmm. runs and an inning in two thirds and my, my ratios just will not be able to recover this
0: year. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is, that's a bold statement. Well, I know Matt Williams is excited right now because Matt, what's better than a no hitter in
2: baseball? Uh, Nothing. No, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a four home run game. That'd be cool. But uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, no friend freaking no hitter. We're, we're eight in. And I also have felt the pain of Frankie Montas. So we needed some good news here. We needed some good news. Yeah, he, 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 sh- he shouldn't have started that game. He obviously was still hurt from the back that he got pulled from his last start. And it's too bad. It was nine earned runs that never needed to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's just dive right into it then. Is there a concern then? Is this just, hey, one of those things? Montas got scratched. He comes back and now he gets torched. Nathan, are you going to drop him in your rankings because of this? Or is this just something that is going to have to be a wait and see?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, you know, winds up on the injury list or maybe they skip a start or something like that. Like Matt said, I, he just was not right uh, on this one, was not getting the whiffs that he typically does. And unfortunately, instead of pulling him early, they just, like I said, they let him hang out there to take take one on the chin, take one for the team. And uh, yeah, for fantasy, that's not great. So I, I, if he's still on the active roster, if he's not on the IL, I'll definitely have to tank him just because the start was so hideous. But I suspect that there's an injury behind this performance.
0: Ooh, well, I don't think owners of Montas are going to like to hear that. But hey, this is the morning relay, and you can catch us on Twitter at Roto underscore fanatic and go to our website. Hit up. All of our articles. We got great stuff. We got our Wednesday going streaking comes out every Wednesday. Dave funnel. Davey Lou on Twitter is the man. And he's going to give you everything you need to know about who's hot and who's cold. And right now, Montas cold. So we're going to talk about Scoobles debut. We'll take a look at what's happening around the league today with various Bundy failures. And also Reese Hoskins maybe hit a home run. It may have actually happened uh, first, guys. Let's talk quickly about this Fernando Tatis drama. Now, it's not a fantasy thing so much, but it does affect fantasy when players get suspended and the like. No one's going to care about relief pitchers that we don't have in our squads. But, Matt, is Tatis the, the model of the current game, where it should go forward? Like, hey, these old rules need to go. And I'm a guy who's just trying to have fun and play baseball to the best of my ability.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know my model of yeah, I mean, there's certain old school rules that are fine. And there's certain old school rules that are stupid. These are stupid. They make no sense. I think I said I said this, you know, I've been, t- <laughs> been talking nonstop on Twitter. If you feel that the game is over forfeit, you know, I mean, if you think it's so preposterous that the other team is uh, swinging at three and zero pitches because the game is over. End the game. There's no reason to carry into it. So yeah, if the game is going on, everyone should be trying to steal, hit, score for the entire game. There's no reason to slow down ever. In fact, when people take their foot off the gas, that's actually when injuries happen a lot of the time. Just keep going at it. Do what you're gonna do. Just you know, a lot. Everything that needs to be said has been said by a lot of other people. If you if you don't want to get taken deep, don't throw crappy pitches.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, you don't stop until the game is over. It's such a ridiculously stupid thing. And I don't have too much more to add that, like, uh, Twitter hasn't already dug into the ground. Like, it seems like everybody is on the same side, um, except for some old school curmudgeons on the other end. It's like, you know, some of the things, these unwritten rules are just dumb. Like, you know, if somebody accidentally takes, you know, a 75 mile an hour curveball into the hip and then, you know, the next inning you see him throwing fastballs at the other guy's head. It's like, give me a freaking break. That was clearly not on purpose. Like that stuff needs to go Ta- Fernando Tatis is the future of this league. He is not only insanely fun to watch. He is stuffing our stat sheets in fantasy right now, which is through thrill- six for six on the bases so far, 11 bombs. He was just absolutely crushing it. We are talking before the show also how those, how sweet those new Padres uniforms are. So <laughs> I might be ordering me a Tatis uniform real quick.
2: I think he leads the league in home runs. RBIs, runs, and stolen bases. It's insane. Uh, Maybe I'm half grumpy old man here because I'm (laughs) completely on the side of what everyone's saying. The 3-0, the grand slam. I don't care about any of that. Uh, You know, he should throw, he should, I think I said he should, next time he hits a home run, he should walk around the bases slowly and go up to every single person (laughs) on the other team, shake their hand and let, you know, counsel them to let them know, you know, did I hurt your feelings by hitting this home run? (laughs) Uh, But. I am, again, half grumpy old man. He he did, if he did, in fact, get a sign from a manager or the third base coach, he can't ignore it. I mean, but they should have never called him out after the game. You should always back up your own player. He should have, you know, you stick up for your own guys. If that was the case where he blew a sign, talk about that crap behind closed doors. We didn't need to even hear about that. But yeah, you can't be blowing signs. That's a totally separate thing. Uh, but yeah, stick up for your guy. You know, it was obvious, you know, there's no reason to hang out. You're superstar to dry in public.
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i just saw <laughs> washington nationals catcher just dropped a pop-up right next to home plate it's not kurt suzuki it's uh, somebody oh, else no I mean, it's really really the that's not big league material <laughs> anyways you're right yeah i hope tatis just keeps doing what he's doing and mashes and we should all buy ourselves a padres uniform i think that's a great idea maybe we'll do that road fanatic we'll all get ourselves padres right. uniforms that'd be fun meanwhile i was excited i've been jacked all day last 24 hours Terek Skubal made his debut in Major League Baseball, now, he only had 52 pitches available to himself. Two innings uh, didn't go very well. He had 1K towards the very end. I thought he got a little, he got a few cheap hits. There was a couple bloops, but he did get hard a bit too, so it wasn't like it was a total uh, freak scenario. Tarek Skubel, Matt, about what you expected, and uh, would you be rostering him in even like 15 team leagues right now?
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, if, I, if you had him... I, you shouldn't have started him no matter what, No ma- unless you're in like AL only where everything counts. Um, I don't know why you'd be playing that in a 60 game season, but yeah, you, you're going to hold on to him. You should have never started him in this one. You may not want to start him in the next one either, uh, but it's the Chicago White Sox. They're fastball hitters and he's a fastball thrower. This is, not exactly a big surprise. We already knew he was going to go only two innings, just because of the you know he wasn't stretched out. Tim Anderson made it his personal mission to start off his day with a uh, with a giant uh, hanging fastball right down the heart of the plate. He just took it deep, and I don't know about you're saying lucky hits. I, I mean they they were just a good fastball hitting team, just taking all of his fastballs and spitting on them pretty much. He was very very wild. That was the issue. I think he looked a little amped for his major league debut. And I think that you know he showed some flashes of what makes him great. So, yeah, if I I wouldn't be dumping him uh, in you know in twelve team leagues and ten team leagues, you can probably afford to you know just stream elsewhere. But yeah, in fifteen team leagues, hold on to him. Uh, I probably sit him next time out too and just kind of wait and see. But you know there was some flashes here, but he was always you know it's rookies. Sometimes they get off to a rough start.
1: Yeah, there had to have been some nerves in there. And uh, there were some smoked balls, 105, 107 mile an hour exit velocities off a couple of those pitches. Uh, Didn't get kind of the swings and misses that you – would like to see 21 overall percent csw but yeah i wouldn't be taking away too terribly much from this rocky debut he is going to make the top 100 for me this next week but i will probably ease him into it probably somewhere in the backside maybe in the 70s you know a lot of those guys are pretty interchangeable and scoogle presents enough upside to where i would definitely be interested in him in streaming in those deeper formats
0: yeah, I've. it was tough. You know, I was so jacked for it as a Tigers fan, and it just got to calm down a little bit and temper expectations, and that's what I have to do as well. So we'll look forward to Casey Mize tomorrow. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, and Tim Anderson, by the way, is just a badass. I mean, this guy is just really starting to look like an elite shortstop. Great contact skills, continuing to show that. The power's there. He's got three leadoff home runs against the Tigers this year. It's stupid.
2: He's like your own personal Chipper Jones out there in the Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i know how it feels there's been a lot of those you know nathan's a twins fan so he's they've had a lot of twins that have taken advantage of tigers pitching as well bad memories bad memories let's head over to the oakland arizona there was a great game between these two teams if you were a diamondbacks fan not an a's fan we talked about montas getting ripped but luke weaver was solid five innings you know only gave up a run it looks like he got on track for this one i know what you said last time about weaver matt you said uh you know, you're not impressed by him overall, but does this give you any more reason to be more interested?
2: No, uh, he was much better, and especially because of the fastball. He had seven whiffs, 10 called strikes. 39% CSW is great. He needs his fastball to be better, and that's what it was getting ripped. He's just, he's just a guy, though. I, I think he's above average on a good team. He could be fine. Someone you wheel out there in 15-team leagues. In 12-team leagues, I still think if you are good at streaming, you can do better than Luke Weaver in, in dynasty. I'm still not interested in Luke Weaver. I'd, I'd rather go elsewhere. The, the mainly because in his talent pool, in the area of like where the draft is, there's so many people that have more upside than him. And there's plenty of other people that offer similar, uh, a similar, you know, whatever downside or floor. So yeah, it's just, I'm not excited. It's if you, if you, if you rostered him, this is obviously beautiful news. You can feel more confident about moving forward with him, but Yeah, overall, I haven't really moved. Uh, You know, he's he's the same as he was, same as it ever was. Yeah, with
1: the with the cutter last year, I I really was turned on to Luke Weaver after kind of having left him for dead. But uh, I was pretty excited actually for him this year. I can't exactly remember where I debuted him on the list, but I'm sure he was a top like forty kind of guy for me. Um, You know, with that cutter, and especially in a shortened season, you know, he's one of those guys. Kind of like my argument against. Uh, Tyler Glasnow coming into the year was that he's just not an innings guy. He's been nicked up a lot. Well, it's kind of the same thing with Luke Weaver, except, you know, he was going a lot cheaper. Um, So I was going to be more in on him with the shortened season. And unfortunately, he's not pitching deep into games and he's, he's still missing bats, but he's been very erratic and extremely homer prone. So this is a step in the right direction. The stuff looks like it's still there. So I think that it'll correct in the positive moving forward. But, I mean, yeah, I still would not have the confidence to be starting him in, you know, standard mixed leagues outside from extremely favorable matchups.
0: Well, hey, if Nathan Dawkins says it, I believe it. So I'm going <laughs> to drop Luke Weaver immediately. I'm moving on. You guys got me sold. I, I i don't have a big fan anyway, so it's easy to move on from Mr. Weaver. Well, hey, imagine ourselves looking at other games from the early slate. We slide over to L.A. and San Francisco, the Angels and the Giants. Mr. Bundy! Man, Dylan Bundy finally had a... So-so, if not a bad start. The Giants took it to him. Mr. Stremsky hit another leadoff home run. I think the Giants, two things here. Bundy may need to have a little bit of tempered expectations, and the Giants offense should be something that you always look at when you're looking at pitching matchups. Do you fear the Giants offense, Matt, overall?
2: (laughs) No, of course not.
0: Well, of course not. I mean, they produce no.
2: against everybody,
0: even if they blow it, even if Gott blows the lead, they still seem to produce.
2: Yeah, I know. But there's a difference between um having produced so far and being afraid of a team. You know, I mean, Bundy's fine. He, he got off to it. it. This was not really the benefit. I, I don't. I don't credit the Giants offense for this. I, he had uh, only through 19% sliders where he's kind of been putting that at the forefront. He had 41% changeups in this one, 33% fastballs. Why? Because his slider wasn't working today. He only had one whiff the entire game. Um, sometimes, you know, when you, you are a field pitcher and you're breaking stuff, isn't working, you're going to get roughed up. And that's what Dylan Bundy is. His slider wasn't working today. And we we've seen his past. If his slider is not at the forefront, he's not successful. So, his slider was not uh, available to him today, and he took, you know, took it on the chin. So, I'd say four innings, four earned for a game where his slider was missing in action. It's actually an acceptable loss. <laughs> could have been a lot worse.
1: Yeah, he could have been Frankie Montas. Give him nine freaking earned <laughs> runs. Uh, <laughs> You're not bitter at all. No, not at all. I only have him in the, on the, almost every team that <laughs> I drafted this year. Yeah, uh, and Dylan Bundy. On the converse of that. Uh, I had zero shares of. I just wasn't in on the um, resurgence, like just based on ballpark shift. I kind of had to wait to see until the sliders took over, you know, and they definitely did so far. And like what, uh, you know, Matt said, it just wasn't there for him today. Just one of those things, you know, it sucks uh, facing what should be uh, a beatable Giants lineup in a very uh, favorable pitcher park. And just, uh, it just was not to be. So you just got to take your lumps and move on here. But I think that he's going to be fine moving forward as a top 30 starter.
0: Uh, real quick, uh, Nathan, are you a complete believer in Mike Yostremski right now and what he's doing?
1: God, you know what? I'm just gonna throw my hands up and buy in because I was kind of I was, like, I looked at everything that he did last year and it looked legit. You know, all, all the supporting metrics were there, but it's kind of like, yeah, this. Mike Jastrzemski really is 28 year old kind of, you know, journeyman type I really buy in. And uh, I wish that I had uh, because he's obviously uh, just killing it this year, drawing all kinds of walks, hitting for tons of power. I mean, I'm riding this train all the way
0: to the station this year, if I can. Yeah. Is there a Max Muncy comparison here, like a late bloomer, Matt, or is this not the same thing?
2: Nah, Muncie was his own. He has his own weird plate discipline trick trickery going on. He's his own animal. Uh, I, he like, a yeah, <laughs> I he, no, he, he really, I, I've done a whole breakdown on him. I, I, I was very out this year. He looked like he had a trap door. He looked like he definitely could have been sequenced and pitched to. And, uh, he's, he's very weird. He's, he's the way he's aggressive at the plate. It's almost like a weird, a bizarro. Kevin Biggio is what Max Muncie has with more <laughs> power. Um, Yaz is fine. He's hitting 311. His expected batting average is 246. Woba 432, one of the tops in the league. Expected Woba 368. The best thing I like out of him is his plate discipline so far. He dropped his K percentage and really increased his walk percentages up about 10%. But overall, his barrel percentage is down, his sweet spot percentage is down. He's just, uh, the numbers aren't as good as they seem. I think he's fine. I think people thought he had a 30 home run pace in him but with a lower batting average. And I kind of think that's what he's doing. I mean, right now he's hitting 311. That's above his head. I don't think he's as bad as the 246 expecting. So I'd say right in the middle, like you know, 270, 280. I like think a 30 home run pace is what I expected him to do anyway. And I think that's kind of what he's doing by the end of the season.
0: All right. Well, hey, I think that Jastrzemski uh, yeah, is fun regardless. I do like watching him play. He seems to play with a lot of enthusiasm. And the Giants are uh, surprisingly enjoyable to watch, which is really a lot more than I ever could have thought. Coming into the season. Over in Texas, the Padres and the Rangers. Now, Will Myers hit a grand slam. That's great. Will Myers, that's fun. He's had some injury issues. He's been in and out of the lineup. Uh Tatis did what Tatis oh, hold done. On, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on, We what? can't move on. Uh we can't move on from Will Myers without uh Nathan telling us what what is the adjective you used for Will Myers <laughs> earlier tonight?
1: Ooh. Uh, proven-ish.
2: Per, per <laughs> cheap he was cheap provenish guy, the ch- the cheapest provenish guy in the draft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I wound up with a couple of Will Myers shares just because he was free in drafts this year. And why wouldn't he be after that disaster uh of a 2019 season? He had 239. Well, I guess that's not uh too far removed from what you know, he's never been a huge batting average guy. Uh but the strikeouts went way up and his contact rate just cratered and he was kind of at a loss for words by the end of the season. And still he was almost, uh, you know, he was a, over 15, 15. He cl- closing in on a 2020 season in a hundred and is okay. So there's a really low plate appearances, only 490 plate appearances over 155 games. So a lot of kind of pinch hit uh, situations in there. Uh, but 18 home runs, 16 stolen bases last year. And the stolen bases are what I was interested in. And he's got uh, just one on the season so far. So he hasn't delivered in that regard, but neither has Trey Turner. Uh, But at least Will Myers, he's made some adjustments uh, at the plate this year in in terms of his mechanics, and it seems to be uh, benefiting him. His contact rate is back up uh, 70, just above 75% this year after being down below 69% last year. And so, you know, I still don't expect him to continue to hit for, you know, the 280 plus average, Uh, but he's going to be fine in terms of OBP and uh, hopefully chip in some more steals here and some power.
0: Yeah, I want to apologize to Will Myers. I did not mean to move past you in the show, <laughs> and I want to personally apologize. I'm he sorry. Is, Mr. He Myers. is proven-ish. You are a proven-ish human being. Uh, I'm sure you're a great guy, you with those bare knuckles. No. Anyone, anyone
2: catch that um, that weird uh, knuckle curve that Morjan was thrown? Moore- no? no, not Morjan. Was it more? I'm saying his name completely horribly wrong more I've, Jean?
1: I've said it
0: Morejon. but
2: moray i think that's i think that is correct um, we're
0: idiots okay
2: but he's he actually has this weird or john
0: <laughs> he, has this weird, <laughs>
2: he has this weird um like he threw this knuckle curve where it actually showed his grip and we looked like a knuckleball. but he was throwing it up there around like in the uh like 70s 80s and it had under 900 rpms it was very screwy pitch wow
0: that's bizarre oh yeah i'm not familiar with that i do know that there's chaos. There's a slight chaotic issue in the Padres' bullpen. Uh, are you guys concerned about who's the, the, the closer here? Yates is done. He'll probably be done for the year. Uh, we do know that Pomerantz is beginning getting saves, but then he came in earlier in this game, and lo and behold, Cal Quantrill got the save today. Is this just a mess you'd like to avoid, Matt, or do you see someone emerging from this mess?
2: No, see, here's one of those things where I don't care who gets saves if I have to... I think I said that before Trevor got, I want to have pitchers that are good on my team. So I'd love to invest in this. Give me Pomeranz or Pagan because I'm either getting saves or I'm probably still getting a decent performance. So yeah, I would be very happy to be investing here because you'll, you know, you may not get the save, but I'd rather invest here than somewhere. else. I'd rather have a lower chance of a save here uh, than, you know, Trevor got <laughs>
1: yes. well, Go ahead. And, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, yeah, I just, I echo those sentiments. We talked about that just the other day, you know, roster good handcuffs, as opposed to, you know, really bad pitchers who have the job on bad teams and the Padres are not a bad team anymore. And a lot of people had Pagan, um, you know, tabbed as that backup guy in case something should happen to Yates. And uh, I, I would still be hanging tight with him, even though his,
0: uh, his start to the season has been pretty brutal, but uh, Pomerantz he's too. Homer you know? happy, man. Homer, he's always had Homer problems. Yeah. That's, even in Tampa, I think that's why they got rid of him. I remember picking him up last year. I'm like, okay, Pagan's the guy in that mess of a raised closer season last year. And he would. there was a stretch there. It seemed like every game he gave up a home run, like five straight games. It's, it's frustrating.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Relievers are fickle. They'll go through those phases. But the thing is with Pagan, he doesn't have the job yet. So he doesn't have any kind of job security to speak of. So, um, you know, I, I would be rostering Pagan. I would be uh, rostering Pomerantz as well, just to kind of speculate. Oh, there. no! If
2: I had it's
0: over! Oh, oh God. my
2: God!
0: Kentamaeda gives up a single up the middle, just over the head of the infielder. That's it, folks. It's Eric Sogard. Oh, it's you damn Eric Sogard! God, unbelievable! Oh well, he's getting a standing ovation from his fellow teammates right now. It was a hell of a run. 100, what? 114, 115 pitches, one hit, oh. and Rocco Belldeley's coming out to the mound.
2: <laughs> oh, that's uh, wild.
0: is oh. having a laugh. <laughs> you uh, I
2: think you scared the living hell out of the listeners.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh <listeners>. my
2: God. <laughs> it, was, it happened. I had, like had Carrie was getting chased by a bee. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. somebody just broke in, broke into Go's
0: like recording space, is murdered live on the show. No, nope, really it's just hope no one was driving. I hope no one just had a seizure and crashed into a telephone pole. I really hope that didn't happen. So, yeah, there it is. It's over. No hitters gone. We can move forward with our lives. Great run, though. Still a great Great album. Oh, he's got great hair? He's a likable guy. I like Kenta Maeda. Anywho. Okay, let's get (laughs) By the way, you're listening to The Morning Relay. This is rotofanatic.com's daily breakdown of fantasy baseball. And what better way to wake up in the morning than shrieking in your eardrums? (laughs) sometimes you get a live no hitter breakup it happens
2: yes, you thought we were bullshitting about uh, watching this live you now know yeah. we are very much watching it live that's right
0: yeah i, don't, I can't fake that uh all right so let's <laughs> let's get back to the show jose altuve is a real mess uh Matt, what do we do with this guy he even asked to get dropped down the lineup you know you're on tough times when you've never really batted below like second or third in the lineup and you're dropped down to sixth or seventh what's the deal here
2: the deal is, uh, he doesn't have the trash cans to give, give him so no anymore. money. Um, 22% strikeout rate, 22.2% strikeout rate, which, you know, over the last like five years, he's gone from 9.8 to 12.7 to 13.2 to 15 to 22.2. It's just been going in the wrong direction. Walks have gone from 9.2.75 to one. He's just getting worse and worse. Sweet spot percentage has dropped 34 to 28 to now 23. His barrel percentage has been cut in half. He's batting 168, expected batting average of 220. Everything is looking horrible. He's batting 160 against fastballs. He's hitting two, one. He's hitting 200 against breaking balls. Just nothing is working. He has a 40% whiff rate on breaking balls. So, I mean, all jokes aside that he doesn't know what's coming, uh, hes I don't know what it is here. hes uh, he, he looks brutal. He's actually stolen a couple of bases. He's hit three home runs, so it hasn't been a complete loss in roto but he just looks super terrible. His slugging percentage is 284, and his on-base percentage is 233. I don't know what it, I don't know what to say. I mean the the surface stats are sometimes don't tell the story like with Matt Olson, but they very much tell a very accurate story with Jose Altuve.
1: Right. So this is uh, an, a ma- an aging middle infielder and this is kind of how they tend to age especially when you're used to getting the benefit of knowing what's coming and all of a sudden uh, you don't. So his contact rate though, you know, down 77.6%. It's been uh, dipping ever since 2014 It was 91%. Like when he was an elite hitter and he was just smoking everything. And now he's just, uh, he's just not making the same contact. The strikeout ratio is up. And uh, the sprint speed is not there like it used to be. He's not, you know, that uh, 30 40 stolen base threat that he used to be. He's got uh, 72nd percentile sprint speed right now. So, you know, Matt, like you mentioned, he does have a couple under his belt at least. So he's providing that. But man, I'm, you know, hopefully a 197 Babip, uh, 188 Babip after today will improve. You know, hopefully that goes in the right direction. But, um, I was avoiding Altuve in drafts this year for a reason. Everything was kind of looking bad. The steals weren't there and um, you know, he had the lineup protection of a strong lineup, and there's still that at least, but uh if you're not getting, you know, him in the first, second, third spot in the lineup, it's going to look a lot worse all around.
2: I mean, there's a I, there's a chance he pulls he turns this around just cuz last year he kind of turned pull happy where all the power came from. Right now his fly ball percentage is down from 21.8 to 17.4, but he's he's actually his under percentage is from 21 to 26 obviously you add those two together, so he's hitting a ton of pop-ups <laughs> uh so it's possible it's just a an issue with timing and maybe he can get his like a little bit of his power stroke back but yeah, i wouldn't be looking to invest at all
0: yeah and uh jordan alvarez back on the il today so the lineup got a little weaker i think matt called that one uh we'll see how that goes long term it could be you just have no idea what's going to happen so Altuve's not even a buy low at all matt or you know just like no way
2: no i, I don't see a reason to um I mean, I don't know what you define as buy low. I guess I, I mean, can't make any lower. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'd I'd pay to want to bother. I, I you know, there's nothing. There's no. Well, I, the I can't, risk is low. low.
0: That's the risk, right. No, I just no can't risk. think
2: of a price I'd be comfortable paying, like a reasonable right. one. I don't know they that would be uh, to the Altuve owner that would actually entice them to bother. Okay.
1: Yeah. And in, in dynasty, I mean, maybe in single season, you could still sell him at name value. If somebody believes maybe there's an Astros fan in your league who will gladly buy him at cost. But um, yeah, I mean, the the O swing is highest since it's uh, since his rookie season. So he's, Uh, perhaps pressing or perhaps because he doesn't know what's coming, you know, it might be one of the two. We'll just say he's pressing to eliminate the cheating factor. Uh, But, you know, so maybe it's something where he can just kind of get more comfortable in his shoes. Maybe feels like all eyes are on him, that kind of thing. And uh, if you do have him in a dynasty league, you can't sell him low right now. You have to cross your fingers and wait, you know, hopefully he has a hot week or two and kind of bounces back to get some of that value back up before you move him.
2: Hey, real quick, uh, uh, who would you rather have in a, in a redraft league? You just you just need some power. You're you're at a, a, a someone who could. You maybe you just need a spark. Like there's nothing available on waivers. You just need to acquire someone that can maybe catch lightning and take you across the finish line. You have an opening at middle infield. Jose Altuve is available, and you can get him for Anthony Santander. That's all it's going to cost you. Who we'll hit two more home runs tonight? <laughs> can you do that? Like no, let say let's say you're competing. Like you can't afford the loss of Santander's production. But you want to try to make, you know, you want to try to make a calculated risk here. Is I don't even know if I'd want to do that. Mm.
0: I don't know if I would either. <laughs> God,
2: I might. Uh, I might I
0: just feel gross, but I feel like there's a certain point. Santander's got to chill out. And I just feel like Altuve is still a professional hitter. It can, it's got to get a little bit better. I, I don't wouldn't have a lot to base it on metrically at all, but I would feel like just the law of averages would say, hey, you know, maybe this is worth No, it. I think we all right. would do it. Yeah. But
2: I think that we our first reaction says all you need to know about how bad Altuve looks is we really don't want to do it, <laughs> but we would, but yeah. it, it you don't want to.
1: And that's the kind think. of thing if if this was, you know, the end of April, like it would normally be or whatever. Um, th- those are the kind of trades that can win you a season. If you send uh some schmuck in your league, Anthony Santander, you're like, Oh, I got Jose Altuve for five more months, that's one thing. But when we're looking at you know a month in change at this point, I'm I'm less apt to make that kind of deal. Hmm.
0: By the way, uh, Brad Hand got torched. There was a lot of negative Brad Hand press in the preseason. He just got another save, closed out the Pirates, and Brad Hand deserves credit. He's been one of the more reliable relievers in an incredibly unstable situation around a lot of bullpen. All right, well, let's uh, real quick. Oh, we got to mention it. We said we would. Reese Hoskins finally hit a home run. He went yard. Is it already too late to buy in on Reese Hoskins, Matt? I think five days ago would have been ideal.
2: Uh, No, actually, I think that uh, you'll find a nice buying opportunity tomorrow morning for anyone that's been looking for a reason to sell. They may feel like, oh, right, my time has come. He's hit a home run. I'm going to go put him on the block and try to get him off my team. I don't even think you'll have to pay full price. I I still think you can buy low if you believe in him. I still think he'll be at a discount. And um, anyone, there'll be some people that'll see the home run and pull him back. But I still think there'll be plenty of people just taking this opportunity to sell. And i'd I'd be buying
1: uh, x ex, mm-hmm. X wobo three ninety four top ten percent of the league, drawing a ton of walks. Um, so yeah, it's, it's there. It just for some, you know, it's, it's still, it would be like, I just said, this would be the first three weeks of a regular season when we're just like kind of barely batting an eyelash on these small sample sizes. But now all of a sudden it's half a season and, uh, the sky is falling. So yeah, go get Reese Hoskins. Yeah,
2: he could, he could win you your league down the stretch here. If he gets hot.
0: Uh, by the way, Nathan, I'm sorry how this is going right now. Taylor Rogers is now trying to blow the wind for Kentomaida Maeda. So we'll. Oh, he'll be
1: fine. Yeah, I okay. mean, you, Kent or uh Keston here. You just can't get him out. So,
0: well, let's take a look at the future tomorrow. We got a Wednesday slate. There's a lot of great action. So I thought we'd cover a little bit of it. Let's uh, hop in the old DeLorean and look to the future one day ahead. I mean, if I had a DeLorean, that was a time traveling machine. I'd probably go way ahead of just one day, but still one day would be like really cool. How about this? Do we think that if you were playing DFS, you would jump on Phillies tomorrow? They're playing against Kyle Hart, who was uh, just terrible in his last debut. His first outing, Phillies. Phillies are starting to put together offensively too. They
2: have 13 runs tonight. Matt, Phillies tomorrow. Yes. Uh yeah. <laughs> Easy that call, right? It's I mean, I'm looking at his, uh, his his line score from his last game. It's like two, three, four, five, six. Two home runs, three walks, four strikeouts, five earned runs, <laughs> six hits. It's terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're going cash for sure, if you're if you're going to try to be contrarian, uh, that's not going to be the way to go because it's going to be a popular stack. But I'm all for it. And
0: then we've got Mr. Flaherty. Flaherty returns. He's back. It's been eons since Jack Flaherty pitched in a major league baseball game. Eh, more like three weeks, at least three or four weeks. Uh, are we expecting? How could we expect to even know how, how long he can go, Matt? I mean, could we really think he can give us five innings? We have nothing to base it on.
2: The beautiful part is you you don't have to worry about it because if you own him, you must start him. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you, you take what you can get. Not many teams are in a position if you drafted Flaherty that early, you are really hoping he's coming you know, back. It's not coming off injury or anything. So it doesn't matter what he does. Uh, you have to start him regardless.
1: Yeah, he's one of those guys where you just start every time and you don't think about it. The unfortunate thing is like, you know, it's, it's through no fault of his own. It's not like he got hurt, but he's only made one start so far this season, and you're just not going to get those innings back because it's not like all of a sudden they're going to throw him every second, third day. Um, so just start him the
0: rest of the way and hope that it kind of makes up for the lost time. And then the Tigers are having the rare moment, a second debut by a top-notch pitching prospect we had scoogle today now on wednesday we have casey mize going against this white Sox lineup which is tough matt are you expecting different results this time with casey mize versus scoogle or is it more of the same
2: uh, hard not to expect better. <laughs> yeah, Mize is already stretched out, and Scubel was obviously very amped. Very a fastball pitcher who's amped sometimes doesn't lead to good things. Just ask Noah Syndergaard. But yeah, I expect him these to go a little better, and he's also going against Dane Dunning, making his major league debut on the other side. So that's pretty oh. awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I I don't have high expectations. I definitely wouldn't start him, just like I wouldn't have started Scubel. It's still the White Sox. They'll be looking to <laughs> severely damage his debut as well. So. Uh, I'm excited. I wouldn't be starting him probably anywhere.
1: I might stream in a deeper format, but yeah, if it's 10 or 12 team mix, it's pretty chintzy because of that lineup, but I am very excited to see that. Uh, he's got a six splitter, uh separate uh, slider and cutter as well. So it should be a lot more fun to watch a guy who doesn't rely on his fastball as much as a guy like Scoogle. So hopefully he fares better. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep my expectations in check for
0: his debut. Yeah, that's why he was the number one overall pick. He's got a total package of plus pitches, and he can keep you off balance. Really excited to see how he does. Though I am a Scooble guy. You got to take sides in life, and I'm already taking Scooble's side, but I would love to see Mize do well. Hey,
2: reminder, reminder for everyone, same with Scooble. If a Mize gets lit up, go make an offer for him. Most rookies get lit up early. Not everyone can be one Soto. Not everyone is Steven Strasburg, uh, who's good right out of the gate. You know, people struggle. So, yeah, take yep. this opportunity in this weird 60-game season. If they get torched, go make an offer.
0: Okay, Glasnow and Cole going head-to-head tomorrow. I don't think anybody should start Glasnow against the Yankees tomorrow. Can you do it, Ria? Can
2: you really do that, man? Yeah, I mean, if someone literally has a gun to your head and is forcing you, sure, but <laughs> if if you have an option, I would stay away.
1: We're going to have to sign off here. I'm going to say some expletives with the way this uh, this Twins game is ending, but oh, yeah, no, wow. I'm, I'm not starting uh, Tyler Glasnow against the Yankees.
0: No, thank you. This is what happens with no hitters. You know, you get so excited and then you can't even, you don't even get the win now. It's tied at three. Wow. I'm sorry. Nate. I'm really sorry. This this is what it's like to be a twins fan. <sighs> you, do, you, do,
2: you do. You do realize that I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's about, that's like a mic drop right there. Uh, Anything else to look for Wednesday guys that you're excited about?
2: I'm sure there is. There's a ton of pitchers going tomorrow. Hopefully, Jacob deGrom actually makes a start this time.
0: Yeah,
1: some really, really
0: high-end pitching. So it's it's going to be an exciting slate. Looking forward to it already. Uh, Nathan, before we go, did I ask you about Merrill Kelly last time? Because I was asking other people about him. Do you believe that Merrill Kelly's legit, or is it just a ticking time bomb?
1: I believe it's mostly legit. I kind of regarded him as, you know, uh, well, I wasn't really investing in him after uh, last year you know, it it was pretty ugly. So right now I kind of regard him as sort of a a streaming option, you know, somewhere in there, sort of, uh, if if I can have him as my SP three or four, then that's fine. Um, So I would be starting him uh, in most matchups right now, just the way he's been rolling, um, just really spotting the ball well. So um, yeah, I, that's, I'm not going over the moon for him. Like, I think he's probably more of like a four-ish ERA uh, type of guy moving forward. Um, So if you could sell high, I wouldn't hesitate to do that. But I'm starting him more often than not moving forward.
0: Okay. Well, hey, (laughs) he continues to baffle me. It's amazing. All right. Well, this has been the morning relay. Thank you for tuning in. We had a little no-hitter drama. Didn't quite work out how Nathan had hoped. We all were rooting for Kentamaeda. Maeda. Bittersweet ending. Uh, Matt, where can people
2: find you on Twitter? Uh, You can chase me out at Matt Williams, M-E-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-M-S. Talk to me about baseball at any time. What about you, Nathan? What's going on with you on Twitter? You
0: got some fun musings about baseball, or are you working all the time? Um,
1: I'm mostly working all the time, and my day job is pretty <laughs> insane right now. That was a redundant but,
0: question, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm enjoying baseball where I can. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nathan Dockin, D-O-K-K-E-N. And uh, I tweeted today, if anybody's got audiobook recommendations for me, I just walk around being a mailman all day, and I have four credits uh, on my audible account before i get rid of it so if anybody has b- audiobook recommendations please find me on twitter hit me up
0: <laughs> okay that is the i guess that's the most unique request i've heard on a fantasy baseball show uh, i'm mj goby on twitter hey send me some thoughts on the show or anything baseball related always down to talk this has been and of course at roto fanatic at roto underscore fanatic on take it easy everybody we'll see you on thursday